Dr. Baliga here. This podcast is on cardiac amyloid. It's derived from an outstanding chapter titled Amyloid Heart Disease in the Color Atlas and Synopsis of Heart Failure, edited by me and published by McGraw Hill. The uh, outstanding chapter is authored by Dr. Timur Sher, MD, who is a faculty at Mayo Clinic Jacksonville, and Dr. Myro Gertz, MD, who is Emeritus Chair of Medicine at Mayo Clinic Rochester, and who is a consultant hematologist. History of amyloidosis. Matthias Schleiden, a German botanist, first used the term amyloid in 1838 to describe a normal constituent of plants. In 1858, Rudolf Virchow described amyloid deposits in the spleen that stain blue with iodine and sulfuric acids, similar to the chemical reaction markers or starch. Virchow concluded that the substance was composed of starch and used the word amyloid to describe it. In 1859, Friedrich Nikolaou and Kekule recognized that the waxy spleen described by Virchow did not contain any starch-like substance and that the deposits probably were derived from modified proteins. Amyloidosis, as we understand it today, is unique and a heterogeneous group of diseases characterized by deposition of misfolded protein precursors in a beta-pleated sheet configuration in extracellular space in various tissues. This characteristically conserved structure renders the amyloid fibrils of different origins resistant to proteolytic cleavage under physiological conditions and forms the basis of characteristic staining of amyloid fibrils by Congo Red, Thioflamin T and Alician Blue a feature essential for establishing the diagnosis on histopathologic examination. Widely divergent precursor proteins, more than 30 currently known, can cause amyloidosis and can lead to diseases belonging to infectious, that is prion disease, neoplastic, immunoglobulin light chain systemic amyloidosis, neurodegenerative, Alzheimer's disease and hereditary, that's familial amyloidosis, group of disorders. Beta 2 microglobulin related amyloidosis is seen in patients undergoing chronic renal replacement therapy. Localized amyloidosis almost always remains limited and commonly involves the head and neck region, the tracheobronchial tree, and urinary bladder and may cause clinically significant local symptoms requiring local intervention such as surgical laser guided or radiation therapy. Clinically, amyloidosis manifests as localized or systemic disease with disease manifestations resulting from type and extent of organ involvement. The heart is frequently involved organ in systemic amyloidosis and amyloid cardiomyopathy is the most common cause of death in patients. Amyloid cardiomyopathy. The heart is one of the most common organs involved in systemic amyloidosis. 
with the exception of localized atrial amyloid doses derived from natriuretic peptide. Cardiac amyloid doses almost always indicate systemic disease. Amyloidogenic proteins can involve any anatomical region of the heart, including the myocardium, atrial ventricular or interventricular septum, valvular tissue, perivascular space around and within small blood vessels, and the conduction system. Gross pathologic examination of the heart infiltrated with amyloidosis reveals characteristic thickening of all four cardiac chambers and interventricular septum. Interestingly, the thickness of the interventricular septum is more pronounced in ATTR than AL amyloid, indicating the poor prognosis of AL is not necessarily related to the mechanical phenomenon of myocardial inf infiltration. Preclinical studies have shown that amyloidogenic light chain from patients with AL can cause rapid reduction in myocardial fun function when infused in mice. Microscopically, amyloid deposition is seen in extracellular space, which results in separation and distortion of myocardial cells and electromechanical dissociation. Myocardial damage results from physical deposition of the amyloid material and from direct cellular toxicity of circulating amyloidogenic proteins. No histologic protein is specific for a particular form of amyloid cardiomyopathy and different amyloid proteins can result in similar pathological findings. Cardiac involvement can occur at any stage of the disease and may be the initial presentation incidentally discovered during evaluation of other symptoms or discovered on postmortem examination. Common types of amyloid cardiomyopathies All forms of cardiac amyloidosis can result in similar cardiac presentations. However, they progress at different rates and important clues can help in differentiating them. Common types of cardiac amyloidosis include AL amyloidosis or primary immunoglobulin light chain systemic amyloidosis. The second is ATTR mutant or familial transthyretin amyloidosis. The third is ATTR wild or senile systemic amyloidosis. The fourth is AA or secondary amyloidosis and AANF or isolated atrial amyloidosis. The prevalence of AL amyloidosis is 2,000 to 3,000 cases a year. The precursor protein is immunoglobulin light chain. The clinical organs involved are heart, kidney, liver, peripheral nerves, autonomic nerves, GI tract and soft tissue. Salient features are low QRS voltage on EKG, pseudo-infarct pattern on EKG, interventricular septal thickness, seldom more than 1.9 centimeters and rapid progression of disease. Therapy involves chemotherapy, standard or stem cell transplant. Prognosis or survival is poor, three to five months if present with congestive heart failure. ATTR mutant or familial transthyretin amyloidosis. The incidence is variable in different races. Val 122 uh, leucine variant in 4% of African Americans. 
Val 30 met variant in Caucasians. The precursor protein is mutant TTR. The clinical organs involved are heart, nerves, GI tract, autonomic nerves, salient features, interventricular septal thickness, frequently severe. Therapy is liver transplant and survival 8 to 10 years from presentation. ATTR wild or senile systemic amyloidosis, typically seen in males older than 70 years of age, and the incidence increases with age. The precursor protein is wild type TTR. Clinical organs involved, the heart, and rarely the nerves. Salient features, thickness of the interferent ventricular septum, which is frequently severe, and it's a relatively indolent disease. Therapy, supportive care, prognosis of survival, five to eight years from diagnosis, AA or secondary amyloidosis is the fourth type. The prevalence is uncommon. The precursor protein is SAA protein. The clinical organs involved is kidneys, liver, GI tract, and very, very rarely the heart. Therapy is to treat the inflammation. And the prognosis of survival is generally good. AANF amyloidosis is the fifth type of cardiac amyloidosis. It's an isolated atrial amyloidosis. Its prevalence is common. The precursor protein is atrial natriuretic peptide. The clinical organ involved is the cardiac atria. Therapy, there's no specific therapy. The prognosis is generally good. Immunoglobin light chain amyloid cardiomyopathy is a primary systemic amyloidosis or AL amyloidosis. It's the most common systemic amyloidosis in the US and Western Europe. It is a plasma cell dyscrasia where transformed plasma cells in the bone marrow produce amyloidogenic light chains with 2,500 new cases each year. AL is an orphan disease. Most commonly AL occurs de novo, but in a minority of patients, it can evolve from pre-existing myeloma, the most common plasma cell malignancy, and non-Hodgkin's lymphomas such as Waldenstein macroglobulinemia. Cardiac involvement is often very advanced and is seen in half the cases. AL cardiomyopathy presents with restrictive physiology and patients frequently present with congestive heart failure with a non-dilated thickened left ventricle and echocardiogram. Peripheral edema from right heart dysfunction is a very common feature. In advanced stages, ascites, hepatomegaly and jugular venous distension are common. Atrial dysarrhythmias are common and can be complicated by mural atrial thrombus. Embolic stroke may be the first presentation of disease. Ventricular arrhythmias also occur but are not a common presenting feature, possibly because patients succumb to sudden cardiac arrest before diagnosis is established. Angina pectoris for myocardial ischemia from amyloid infiltration of small vessel cells can at times be very frustrating as cardiac catheterization reveals normal epicardial coronary arteries. Multi-organ involvement is very commonly seen in AL patients and kidney, peripheral nerves and autonomic nerves and the liver and GI tract are frequent extra cardiac sites of disease. In AL amyloidosis, the syndromes seen in the Mayo Clinic experience is nephrotic 
or renal failure in 30%, hepatomegaly in 24%, congestive heart failure in 22%, carpal tunnel syndrome in 21%, neuropathy in 17%, and orthostatic hypertension in 12%. Soft tissue infiltration can give rise to rare but classic clinical exam findings such as shoulder pad sign and muscle infiltration, macroglossia and raccoon eyes. Small and medium sized blood vessel ischemia from involvement of amyloid can cause symptoms of jaw claudication and patients can be misdiagnosed as having giant cell arthritis. Mucocutaneous bleeding due to failure of hemostasis resulting from altered blood vessel integrity and acquired deficiency of circulating coagulation factors, in particular factor 10, can be a prominent presenting feature. AL cardiomyopathy is the most aggressive form of amyloid heart disease and is the sole reason for poor prognosis associated with amyloidosis. The senile systemic amyloid or wild type ATTR cardiomyopathy Senile systemic amyloidosis, SSA, is caused by systemic deposition of amyloid fibrils derived from a native wild-type circulating plasma protein transthyretin or TTR. With the increasing availability and more common use of echocardiography, the incidence of senile systemic amyloidosis is expected to increase significantly in coming years. Interestingly, for unclear reasons, Senile systemic amyloidosis is almost exclusively seen in men. Autopsy series have commonly identified wild-type TTR amyloid deposits in the hearts of older men, with some series reporting an incidence as high as 25% in subjects 80 years of age or older. Many patients with senile systemic amyloidosis may not develop clinically significant end-organ damage, despite histological or radiological evidence of amyloidosis. When clinically apparent, senile systemic amyloidosis typically presents with progressive decline in energy and symptoms of congestive heart failure, often with normal systolic function. The diagnosis is often delayed in patients until they have multiple hospitalizations for heart failure. Increased myocardial thickness is often blamed on systemic hypertension a very prevalent condition in this age group. Almost half of systemic senile amyloidosis patients may have symptomatic median neuropathy presenting a scarpal tunnel syndrome. This is in contrast to familial TTR amyloidosis where manifestations of peripheral neuropathy and GI involvement are frequently seen in addition to cardiomyopathy. Familial amyloid cardiomyopathy, familial or hereditary amyloidosis, results from mutant misfolded forms of several proteins such as TTR, apolipoprotein, fibrinogen, and leukocyte chemotactic factor 2, among others, with more than 100 pathogenic mutations described in TTR gene on chromosome 18. Amyloidosis of the TTR type, that is, familial ATTR is the most common familial amyloid cardiomyopathy. In familial ATTR, 
the specific TTR mutant determines the clinical presentation, but peripheral nerves and the heart are most common sites of involvement. Autonomic dysfunction and GI tract involvement can be severe and can cause significant malabsorption and protein losing enteropathy. One particular variant allele, valine 122 isoleucine, is found in one out of every 25 African Americans, in whom the carrier rate is 4% and is frequently overlooked cause of cardiomyopathy in African American men. Despite the high prevalence of this variant, the overall prevalence and incidence of familial amyloid cardiomyopathy in African American remains low possibly owing to failure to recognize the etiology of heart failure. In Caucasians, the valine 30 uh, methionine mutant is the most commonly reported variant with high penetrance presenting at early uh, onset, that is 30 to 40 years of age, peripheral neuropathy and relatively late onset, that is 50 to 60 years of age for cardiomyopathy. In addition to TTR, Mutant fibrinogen A and APOA1 and AH can involve the heart. However, renal involvement predominates in these very rare forms of non-TTR familial amyloidosis. Secondary systemic amyloid cardiomyopathy. Secondary systemic or AA amyloidosis results from excessive production and misfolding of acute phase reactant serum amyloid A protein. AA is a very common form of systemic amyloidosis in developing countries and in the Mediterranean basin due to a high prevalence of chronic infections. Chronic osteomyelitis and, and mycobacterial infections in particular and auto-inflammatory disorders such as familial periodic fever syndromes. In the US and Western Europe it is a rare and usually results from unrecognized or untreated chronic autoimmune disorders such as rheumatoid arthritis and inflammatory bowel disease. Nephrotic syndrome is the most common presentation, but the involvement of GI and hepatobiliary systems leading to malabsorption syndrome and or hepatomegaly can be a presenting feature. Involvement of endocrine organs such as the thyroid and adrenal gland can be seen and may result in adrenal insufficiency. Cardiac involvement in AA is rare and even if severe by echocardiogram, seldom results in clinically significant cardiomyopathy. Isolated atrial amyloidosis, IAA, is a relatively recently recognized entity and results from atrial deposits of atrial natriuretic peptide. Unlike other cardiac amyloidosis, this is almost always localized to the atria and can be diagnosed only on histologic examination of atrial tissue. The incidence of isolated atrial amyloidosis increases with age and appears to be more common in patients with atrial disease such as rheumatic heart disease. Intriguingly, Recent studies have reported a very high incidence of isolated atrial amyloidosis on histopathologic examination of expanded hearts from patients with dilated and hypertrophic cardiomyopathies 
and raise important questions about the possible role of isolated atrial amyloidosis in the pathogenesis of these conditions. This concludes the first podcast on amyloid heart disease. It's derived from an outstanding chapter authored by Dr. Timur Sher, MD, who is a faculty at Mayo Clinic Jacksonville, and Dr. Mario A. Gertz, MD, who is, who is Emeritus Chair of Internal Medicine at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and he's also a consultant hematologist. This chapter is in Color Atlas and Synopsis of Heart Failure, edited by me and published by McGraw-Hill Education. The series editor is Dr. William T. Abraham, MD. The Atlas was published in 2019.